Welcome, Luce is clapping along. Welcome to the Rebel News Daily Livestream. The content you have been forewarned is dangerous. Luce Brackpool, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? It's good to see you again on, I'm on doing another well. nice Wednesday. Yes, across the pond with Lewis and Andrew. His V-neck speaks volumes, even if he doesn't. It's not a V-neck. Oh, it's not? It's not a V-neck. It's Sorry. just stressed no. out from all your Slow. stress? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, welcome to the Rebel News Daily Livestream. Rebelnews.com slash livestream is where you can find the best feed every single day because we're on Rumble, we're on Super U, we're on Odyssey, we're on YouTube, and we're even on Getter as well, getter.com. And anywhere else you can find us, um, maybe even on Spotify soon. Spotify is allowing video. I'm really going to push for that. Really going to be pushing for you to be driving I recommend you watch this podcast while driving, is what I'm going to say. Um, especially in the UK, because everything's backwards there. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. If you okay. want to interact with us, and specifically Lewis, and help Lewis out, so he, he, he has a hard time keeping up with my insults, so if you want to help him out and insult me like my viewers <laughs> tend to like to do, you can do so on a Rumble Rant, an Odyssey Hyper Chat, or a Super You Shout. Those are paid chats that will be shown on screen, and you can ask us any questions you want, any comments, make a song request as we play at the end of every day, um, and, you know, general questions about the news or even share something with us that you'd like to see. Louis Brackpool, what's the first story on the ticket today? I know you're champing at the bit to uh, get some <laughs> stories out here. I don't know why that's funny, Louis. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Just uh, it's just the use of words. It was very uh, it was very interesting. So um, let's start with Norfolk Police uh, issuing a list of 37 sexual identities and genders. <laughs> We're off to a good start officers. here. <laughs> this is to help police officers deal with the public. Now is this um, Norfolk, Virginia, or Norfolk, England? England this is so this is across the pond to my uh, yard um, <laughs> so many critics as well including myself are calling this a waste of taxpayers <laughs> money because it is um, here it is and they're using the diagram the gender bread person <laughs> which <laughs> which goes through your gender identity gender expression biological sex and sexual orientation this is for the police uh, might i add so um, a children's story police. being malformed to help adults only in england probably yes. not so it says yes this is real norfolk um uh, oh god i can never say this word properly constabulary i think i've said that right i think that's right um has issued has issued a gender and sexual identities list designed to help officers deal with the public, as reported by the Daily Mail. Uh, many critics, including myself, are calling it a waste of taxpayers' money. The document outlines the plus in LGBTQ to help mm. explain to officers current terminologies, also alongside a diagram, sorry, of a genderbred person. And he said gingerbread. Um some terms have been used in a lot of online discourse, such as questioning or asexual, whereas there are a few more sexual identities and genders that the police force has to be clued up on. For example, I believe this says gynosexual, uh, which means a person who is attracted to feminine gender presentation, or uh. even grey asexual, which means someone who rarely experiences attraction. Of course, we've got different opinions here on 
um, this particular story and Widdicombe weighing in saying that uh, uh, weighed in on her opinion and saying that this is an absolute madness and a complete waste of um, ratepayers' money. Even if the force didn't produce the guide itself, it has to still cost time and money to make it available to staff. What is your? Uh, I, I, I'm going to take a. Uh, I'm going to take a guess to what your opinion is, but I want to hear it from you firsthand, Andrew. What oh. do you think? Police officers going around being briefed on this stuff before going out and stopping uh, rapes and killings. Well. We don't stop anything like that in the UK. Let's get that out of the way. But the part they're trying—it seems like they're trying to purposely blur the lines here. When you say, uh, "What was this gynosexual or something?" Gynosexual. Attracted to the of someone who presents themselves with feminine qualities. Basically, they're trying to say there's no difference between straight or uh, people who are attracted to trans or bi or something. If you're attracted to a person who presents himself as female, then you're all the same. So it doesn't matter. They're, they're, this is just a case of people who are transgender. Hey, please be attracted to me. You're trying to group anyone who, if you're attracted to women, then you're not actually attracted to women. You're attracted to anyone who presents themselves presents themselves as a female gender expression. So it, it's trying to eliminate any categorization of people because they, they don't want to face the fact that nobody other than other transgender people want to sleep with them. So they're putting them all, oh, you like women, whether you're a man, you're a woman, you're bisexual, you're straight. If you like, you know, they're just flipping the categories. It doesn't make any sense. So we're going from straight, gay, bi, or whatever to now people who like the certain expression. You're just putting the onus on the other side. So if you so, like somebody who presents themselves as a man, now all of a sudden... There's no such thing as, as being a straight woman or a gay man. You're just a person who likes the presentation of a man. doesn't matter what gender they are. So they're trying to enforce on people the idea that just because they're attracted to a man or a woman, it doesn't make them straight or gay. You're just attracted to that presentation. And why would they want to do that? Again, it's because they want to blur the lines and make it so if it's a woman who's feminine or a man who's feminine or any person who's trying to present themselves as feminine or a woman, which of course we don't have an actual definition of, so it doesn't make sense on that level either, then you're just all in the same boat. So there's no difference between gay, straight, or bi. You're just somebody who's attracted to somebody who presents that way. So it's a purposeful blurring of the lines, even though we don't have an actual definition of what a presentation of a feminine thing is, because if you say that uh, you're presenting yourself as feminine, and then somebody says, well, what makes a person feminine? You say, well, whatever you want. So it doesn't make any sense on like levels one, two, and three. That's why it's moronic. That's why these people need to be you know, removed from any position where somebody is supposed to listen to them which in this case is an entire police force rants with andrew chapados <laughs> whatever lewis you asked for it you got it <laughs> you're you're correct yeah absolutely i mean why this has to you know be involved with the police force i think it's extremely unnecessary as i've given away in the article uh, that i've written uh, it is a waste of taxpayers money and it's it's unbelievably silly to start <laughs> <laughs> just giving this to police officers before they're supposed to go out and fight crime or um, whatever they do nowadays. Swing their like billy clubs sure. around and whistle like they do in England. <laughs> can we bring that back up? The gingerbread person, first of all, how can you have a, a bread that's gender? Like, the, I don't like, yeah, you go to the grocery store and there's words, bro. I know, but it's stupid. So in your brain, 
your rainbow brain is your identity, but in your heart is your orientation. That's completely false. Your heart does not make any biological decisions for you based on what you're attracted to. So it's moronic from the get-go, whoever drew this and labeled it. Your identity is in your brain, but your heart is, is where the orientation comes from. Your sexual orientation comes from your biology. So if they're gonna say that your orientation like let's say you're attracted to men or women, if you're gonna say that comes from your heart, then they're basically saying that you're not born gay or straight, which of course goes against their ideology. If your gender orientation comes from, or your sexual orientation comes from your heart, that means it's influenced by outside sources. Somebody could teach it to you, you could learn it from somewhere. And that would, I'm certain, would go against whoever created this ethos that you are born gay or straight. But according to this chart, it's just your feeling of what you're attracted to. So it could change at any moment. So what's the argument here, Lewis? It's from top to bottom, stupid. And I'd like to see anyone actually get defend this. We've seen what happens when people try to defend it against Matt Walsh, against Ben Shapiro. The only people who are willing to uh, debate against these things or else, you know, Doug Ford wouldn't do it. Jason Kenney wouldn't do it. Aaron O'Toole, the former leader of the Conservative Party, wouldn't do it. Nobody would dare debate this in a political sense because it's moronic please send in your rumble rants for andrew <laughs> chapados today and just put gender bread just to upset him yeah please. upset me and then you'll get another two minutes of ranting after that that's fine that's what my True. fault that's what i've noticed from my followers is they want to upset me and i and i'm for it i'm all for it yeah laugh it up lewis what's <laughs> next fair. To be fair, yeah, to be fair, it's an upsetting story. Uh, on to more serious matters <laughs> in the UK. Um, <laughs> basically, what's what's been happening recently, the Rwanda scheme, as I'm sure a lot of you are aware, um, Priti Patel and the Conservative, in quotations, government have set up a scheme for when illegal migrants arrive into Dover, all the England in total, um, are to be sent to be processed in Rwanda. Now, a Times article has come out recently that only about 2% of um, illegal immigrants that actually come to uh, the UK are actually going to be sent to Rwanda. So already that's, you know, ridiculous. I mean, 2%, really? And you're dubbing this success? Um, when, when this deal came out, this, this scheme came out, um, 11 days of no activity in um, the English Channel at all from... Um, the illegal immigrants coming over from Calais. And we all said this was due to bad weather because it was really bad weather in these 11 days. The government didn't think so. They said, no, it's um, it's to do with the scheme. It's a success. And then people on Twitter were saying it's complete success. And the other side of the argument was saying how immoral it is. You know, the classic um, people like Gary Neville um, would come out and say something like that. And now... Um, straight after the 11 days but more boats started arriving so nigel farage went out to do a report um in a boat and he actually caught um one of the migrants throwing his um phone his mobile phone into the sea i wonder why that is i don't suppose we have the clip to play there it is yeah just chuck it in the just chuck it in the sea he'll mate. be given a new one once there he gets go. over don't won't he? and another one why are yeah, they doing that, that, Lewis? Yeah. Well, they're given a free one as soon as they arrive. That's in what the I UK, assume. But 
Yeah, uh, that, no, and that is true. They're, they're given, um, obviously, a spot in the welfare state. We've discussed this before. They're given free business grants if they want to set up a business in the UK. Um, and yeah, free free mobile phones, free takeaways if they even want to where they're, where they're staying. Um, so yeah, it's quite astonishing. And people were saying that this is mis misinformation um, um, on Nigel Farage's part. People were saying, tweeting him saying, no, you're making this up. This is completely false. And there he has it. He showed you. Um, and this continues to happen. I believe within two days after the 11 days of no activity from the illegals coming over, um, they registered over 500 um, illegal immigrants made their journey across um, after the government are dubbing this scheme a complete success. And I hate to say I told you so, but um, yeah, it was just a case of bad weather. This wasn't going to deter anything. This wasn't going to deter any of the crossings at all. And I obviously put out a tweet saying another busy day in Dover where more illegal migrants have been given a taxi service by the border force and others. Um, and I thought the public was told that the, the Rwanda deal was and is a great success. And if we scroll down, there's a few videos um, sent, of course, to me by uh, Steve Laws, who was there all night covering this. That's a, a hurricane deck boat. Um, just Steve Laws needs a services. watermark, you know? Yeah. People are going to take this video yes. from him. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's given permission. Yeah, don't worry. Um, and, of course, uh, there's other ones as well. With, with There we go. On. He's got it on but, this um, one. Yes. Uh, some more Border Force just taxiing them through. Like it's nothing. And don't get me wrong. Like This has been happening um, for years and years in this country, and just nothing's just been done. There's all talk from Priti Patel and the, and the conservat conservative uh, government um, that they would actually do something about it but seems to me just open borders and the situation just keeps getting worse and worse and worse lots of women and children there of course um, as we're, we're led to believe in every uh, media story but yeah what else can I say it just keeps happening I'm just glad they're wearing masks it's very safe of them I'd like oh, to right. see a video of you trying to get across the channel there and uh, see how far into the process you can get of being an illegal migrant. And, and then when it comes to get to the front of the line, you're just like, oh, actually, I just uh, didn't have a way home, so I thought I'd <laughs> go across the... Uh, well, if anyone's got a boat to, to rent out for me for the day, then uh, hit me up. <laughs> we'll just go on over we'll to France and then wait by the, you know, wait by the water and somebody will pick you up, say bonjour. And then uh, that's basically you want uh, bribe them with a piece of cheese or bread. Um, the, what my people like the most, a nice baguette or uh, some fromage, and uh, you'll be good to fromage. go, Louis. Um, but yeah, the masking just there's not even mask like they do it the same way people who panhandle here in Toronto wear masks because it's a an attempt to be like, see, I'm following the rules, please help me. And that's what it is there, even though there's no more mask laws, which is very interesting. Saw a guy uh, pump his gas with a mask on today. That was pretty interesting this morning. In his car, make sure he puts on his mask before he gets out, make sure he pinches the nose and everything's nice and sealed and gets out to pump his gas. And uh, that's an adult man in 2022, Louis Brackpool. Well, I'm sorry this is all happening. I guess on the bright side, you could say that... Um, it's not funny, Lewis. 
on the bright side, you could say that you're not like this isn't the United States border where you're getting uh, hundreds of thousands of people per month. You're getting a few dozen per day, it looks like. But uh, nonetheless, this is not the proper way to go about things. And then they've claimed that everybody's being sent to Rwanda and this has solved uh, the issue when it clearly has not. So I guess we just got to say visit Rwanda.co.uk again, promote Rwanda some more and maybe they'll help us out a bit more. Um Mm. And now back across the pond to Canada, um, CBC coverage of Roe v. Wade. Um, it's just so, such amazing stuff here, Lou, that we're seeing. Like most people talking about Roe v. Wade, just like guns or something, um, they have no idea what it is. They have no idea what would happen if it was taken away. The media presents it as if um, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, uh, no abortions can ever happen again. Or, I don't know, mm -hmm. people are going to whisk them away in the night if they're going to try to get an abortion. All it does is turn it back over to the states so that states can decide. And uh, it, it was mm -hmm. put in place as a thing to say you can't have anti-abortion laws. Like, you can't completely restrict abortions. And, again, people just need to go and read the—they need to read this leaked thing that came out. Um, they also need to go and read the original case of Roe v. Wade— and the ridiculousness that it is, it was, and for race activists out there, it was literally a white woman claiming she got raped yeah. by a black man and then said that she, and then later admitted that she lied about it. So this was passed on a false pretense. And then there, there's so many levels to this. And then the idea that it's overturned, well, yeah, things get overturned throughout history. Like slavery, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, segregation. Mm -hmm. So things being overturned mm -hmm. isn't like a thing where it means it's only bad, only bad things happen, you know? Things need to be overturned yeah. over time as people realize mm -hmm. that their, you know, poor arguments are false and that's what Roe v. Wade is. No matter if you think abortion should be allowed or not. Now, I'm not a hardcore anti-abortion activist or anything, um, but when you see places like Alabama versus, I don't know, California, for example, and you see mm -hmm. the stark differences in opinion on abortion and what uh, justifies it and what doesn't or limits or anything, you have to stop and think. If these, Even if you disagree with it, maybe that's what these people want. And maybe they don't want abortion at all in some of the southern states. They have the right to vote on that. In California, they're going to vote right up to birth, maybe even after it. And they have the right to vote on that. But then they have to go through the legal argument of, are you killing a person? And obviously that's going to trigger them even more. Now in Canada, since we have zero abortion restrictions at all, you can, uh, I don't know what it, when the doctor's going to stop you. Maybe if you're in labor, they're going to say no. But nine months mm -hmm. you can go and, and get an abortion. They're going to talk to you. They might even not. But uh, zero restrictions on the books here in Canada. And that's the state we're living in. That's the state we've been in for a long time. So people don't really know about other places and the restrictions they might have, just as people don't know about Canada. And, Can and Canada's leaders are even stupid. Can we bring up that Andrea Horvath tweet that I sent, uh, Olivia, please? Because Ca Andrea Horvath is not a smart person. She's the leader of the NDP for Ontario. Um, she's failed many times. I don't get why the NDP just keeps the same people around time after time after the time when they fail so she says women's rights are always at risk i don't want the generation to have to f i don't want the next generation to have to fight the same battles our mom and grandmothers did well first of all something being overturned in the what? states doesn't affect us 
at all. Let's expand access no. to family planning, life making, birth control, free, not roll it back. All birth control. That's right. Uh, wow. Which they see abortion as it, it's already free in terms of taxpayer funded. Ontario politics Roe v. Wade. She doesn't understand what Roe v. Wade is. She just doesn't, and it's clear by what she says. And then you, and then we've got the broader contradiction. I'm sorry, I'm going on a bit long here, Lewis. But herself and no, Justin sorry. Trudeau, we've been going through what two years of them telling us that there's no difference between men and women. Men can be women. Justin Trudeau, Andrea Horvath, in your tweets, how come you're not talking about how this is healthcare for men? If men can be pregnant, men can have periods, men can give birth, men can be women, then how come it's not the choice of a man's, it's not a man's right to choose as well? How come it's not men's healthcare as well? So all of a sudden we've gone back on our whole thing. We can't go with my body, my choice, because they already got rid of that with vaccinations. And we can't go with it's health care for men and women because men can get pregnant. And their contradictions start, start, start uh, stumbling over one another when they actually have to try to fight for something. And it completely delegitimizes their argument. It completely takes away any talk of you know being sincere because when the chips are ready to fall, they go right back to reality to try to get something changed. They don't stick with their men can be women and men can get pregnant. They don't stick with actually pretending they believe in my body, my choice. They don't believe in anything. That's the bottom line here. Justin Trudeau, Andrea Horvath, um, I saw Elizabeth Warren freaking out yesterday. They don't actually believe in anything. It's what can get me the most votes right now, what can make me more popular, and what can get me to keep my power. They don't actually care for anything. They're not necessarily stupid, even though Justin Trudeau and Andrea Horvath are not smart people. Elizabeth Warren is a smart person. You know, there she is yelling she? like a, a absolute loose cannon here. Um, she knows what she's talking about off camera, but she just wants to drum up support because she's gonna, she's for sale at any time. We saw that during the last election. As soon as somebody says, you know, we need you on our side, uh, here's our secret gift to you, allegedly. She's, she's for sale, just like Bernie's for sale at the end of the day. So they, they, they don't really stand for anything. And in fact, Elizabeth Warren mm -hmm. has written stuff in the past about the importance of a family. So there you have it. But she mm -hmm. faked being native as well. So there, that's how, um, how much she really cares. I, I've got a question. Where are all these people when the Vax mandates were coming around? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like this, this screeching of, of all this... Um, my body my choice stuff and of course that slogan was was taken during the um the vax mandate stuff over in canada over in the us over in the uk over everywhere um where were they where were they um getting as passionate about that well you can see the light switch flick on lewis just like you saw the light switch for january 6 you can see the light switch for ukraine yep. now the knob yep. has been turned the dial is turned up to 11 just like in a What's the thing? Yeah. Current thing light switch has been turned on. Activate protesters, mm -hmm. activate media and social media. They all <laughs> uh, coordinate together and act as one unit. And uh, just like Spinal mm. Tap, they've turned the dial to 11 is the reference I was looking for. Yeah, we're pretty similar over here in the UK with Canada. Obviously, we have very similar laws in terms of this, in terms of abortion. Um, I believe I think it's over six months um is the late stage i think or the latest um and i think a majority of people over here are pro-choice i think that's just because 
with america um it's a very fundamental christian nation as ours is but you know that's gone now uh, you know christians are, are a mi minority now in in um in the uk um so of course culturally and things like that it has a, a very big cultural shift over time so of course all these sort of things and all these sort of talking points are, are going to be changing um now <laughs> the thing is you hit the nail on the head when you said about how um you know all of these politicians coming out and saying all these things I, I think olivia could probably find this on twitter um but even politicians over here such as sadiq khan came out and was even giving his 20 pence into into the whole roe v wade thing and the thing is it doesn't affect us over here i mean we can have an opinion sure but going out and then saying all this all this stuff just to drum up some likes on on twitter because you felt you feel like you need to be involved with your us counterparts is just how is he still the mayor <laughs> isn't he a practicing muslim know. as well i actually don't know yes so um, apparently so so either he's lying or he either he's lying about his faith or he's lying about his position on this or is, did no he just say only um, stands with women and then not say anything well, else i think he well, let, let's dive into it a little bit. What does it say in this Rolling Stones article? Um, London Mayor Sadiq Khan has expressed his support for women in America after the U.S. Supreme Court provisionally voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling that legalized abortion in the country. Uh, where does it say that he said? Um, um, right uh, there, does Roe. It say here. Um, where? Do you, have you seen it? The oh, no, row Ro was egregiously. That's Politico. Where is this? Does it show his tweet at all in the whole article? That's Bill Pascarell. Does, is it going to show his tweet? There we go. London stands with women. Let's have a look. London stands with women across the United States today. It's like, what? So you're speaking on behalf exactly. of London? Exactly. Yeah, nice one, mate. Yeah, Roe v. Wade uh, enshrined women's fundamental rights over their own bodies not the babies, of course, and access to health care. That cannot and must not be undone. So he doesn't um, understand it either. No. And same with Gary Lineker. I I'm sure you could bring up Gary Lineker's tweet as well, saying the same thing. All of these people just jumping on. Uh, we like to do this. We like to engulf ourselves with the US and Canada because we have a deep connection with you guys. And, you know, it's only natural that we like to talk about what's going on over there. And you guys like to be talking about what's going on over here. It's, it's only natural, of course. But when you start saying London stands with you or, oh, we stand with so-and-so, and you can't... You, you <laughs> it's unbelievable how you can be so narrow-minded to think that you're speaking on behalf of so many other people including women Gary women Lineker. should decide on what's right for women not men but i thought yeah, men the, could the get pregnant too crisps. yeah exactly so don't um, men get a say in their bodies if men can well, get pregnant well the the pregnant emoji that's come out suggests otherwise so you know I've heard that that's Surely just that's actually a Bill Gates emoji. White. Why are so why are there so many former soccer players as political commentators in England is what I want to know. <laughs> Every third person you mention is a former soccer player. Gary Neville and Lineker and where's David yeah. Beckham's comments? Where's Wayne Rooney's comments is what I want to know. Probably out. There. Rio Ferdinand out there. tonight. News at nine oh, with Rio yeah, Ferdinand you're... and Wayne Rooney. You're... <laughs> 
you'll find Rio Ferdinand, that's for sure, because, you know, WEF. Oh, I didn't, didn't know, know that already. Listen, Diddy or Drogba or nobody. Um, I think producer Olivia wanted to show some of the late night reactions of the hosts um, sure. to some of this stuff. And then we'll get to Dave Chappelle since he's in the title as well. Um, what do we got here? James Corden. Oh, sadly, James Corden's only got one year uh, extension oh, on his contract. One. What we always needed was an obese late night host who toes the company line on everything and is not edgy at all. Let's play this. Gosh. Technical difficulties. We're going to restart it here. Um, he's saying stuff about mystifying. Okay, go ahead. Mystifying. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's mystifying. It's baffling. You know, for the, for the past two years, we've yes, seen people mate. crying out for medical autonomy, you know, from pushback to pushback on like, mask mandates to okay, anti-vaccination yeah. protests. Oh, wow. And yet, now, some of the most vocal opponents of government interference in medical care are supporting a decision that says, your body, my choice. No, and make no mistake, not, this so is the fine. biggest rollback of human rights in modern U.S. history. It's not. It's not a right. And we know no, what not. a reversal of reproductive rights looks like because your parents and grandparents, they lived it already. Not true. Um, so not I don't know true. how old these people's parents are, but uh, so that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe these people's parents are 70 years old. That's uh, in the audience. I guess so, maybe. <laughs> but um, he doesn't understand it. It's... Abortion is not a fundamental right. It's not in the Constitution. It's not in the Canadian Charter of Rights or Freedoms. It's probably not in any country's Charter of Rights unless it's been recently amended. Not in the Magna Carta. Exactly. It's not in maritime law, as we know, is everybody's basis for everything, too. But uh, he doesn't understand it. He's just doing. He's just saying what somebody else told him to say. Um, roll back. No, that's not what happened. And uh, this his point about people's anti-vax and mask mandates he he has somewhat of a point there if he could logically conclude it which he can't for some reason but what he's saying is the government is it's okay for the government to tell you what to do with your body about this but it's not okay for the government to tell yeah. to tell you what to do on other stuff that i disagree with so he needs to decide whether or not the government he should say you know what i'm for people saying the government can't decide what to do on masks or vaccine mandates but i'm also for this so he needs to decide if he wants the government to um decide if they should tell you be able to tell you what to do on all topics he can't seem to do it on just one or the other which is why he's not a very bright guy. Sorry, uh, James Corden. Now, this is why there's supposed to be comedy shows, and this is why, you know, um, Jay Leno and David Letterman weren't coming out every night just being like, this serious topic time, you guys. Like, the most serious thing ever to happen on Jay Leno was when he had a war with Conan O'Brien. Now, David Letterman did talk about it a, at least a little bit, uh, politics, but he had people like Bill O'Reilly on. He was willing to have the other side on. I'd like to see James Corden talk to uh, Donald Trump Jr. I'd like to see, you know, Jimmy Fallon have Ben Shapiro on. It's just not going to happen. So it's not going to happen. Dave Chappelle last night. Um, let's just mm. go ahead and show the video, Olivia. There's a few angles from Twitter. We don't need to show CBC because uh, who cares about CBC? But if we just show, go to Dave Chappelle videos on Twitter, he... Uh, Shades of Will Smith, people are saying. Uh, shades of the Chappelle show when 
Um, he was Rick James, and they beat up his legs. But let's show if we can find the best angle of a guy trying to attack Dave Chappelle on stage. Looks like Dave Chappelle's uh, gym work is coming in handy here. Maybe he's got some MMA training from Joe Rogan. Let's bring that up. Somebody just tries to, you know, tackle him, and Dave Chappelle just eats it. Is Dave Chappelle a running back? Has he, has he even secretly been training with, like, the L.A. Rams? He's just a running back and getting a guy laterally in the air just bouncing off of him. Dave Chappelle is probably about 220 pounds, if I had to guess, when he's at his bulkiest. And then Chris Rock came on stage after, I believe, and joked about it that it was probably Will Smith who did this. <laughs> and now, uh, yeah, here's the guy being chased, and his team did a number on him, as you can see. Let's see if we can see anything. Um, but there's video of the guy whom it was, if we can find that, Olivia, and his arms just upside down and dangling. I obviously oh, yeah. can't do that. There he Pull is. That. Show that, Olivia. There's video too, though. Yeah, go for the video. It's hard to tell here. His arm is completely inverted in the video version. Uh, Lewis, um, there's no science that this was a trans activist that people have said so far, so we're not going to do an NBC News and say it's probably a white man, that sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> what, like, we're seeing this more and more. Do you think this is from somebody being offended by Dave Chappelle's jokes? Any insight you want to like, – there's his arm dangling inverted oh, there. Look at that. Wow. Um, here's what I think. I think now um... – the precedent has been set by the the Will Smith saga. Um, it must. It probably has happened before the Will Smith saga, but I think that this has really set a, another standard or another bar. I said it when it happened. I think a lot of other people said it. A lot of other comedians said it. You can't just go up and start smacking people that you don't like their jokes. You can't just go go and do that. But now with the Will Smith thing, and a lot of people jumped on and said, "Yeah, that's absolutely fine." Yeah, no worries. Yeah, you can go and, and just smack people with jokes. Yeah, go you, Will Smith. Well done. <laughs> well, you're now starting to see it. <laughs> you're Clearly starting to see it in, in other LA shows. as well. I just want to point out. Yeah. So, you know, Chappelle has been in the game for a long, long, long time. He's an, he's an absolute legend in the field. He knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he's <laughs> written his jokes back to front. He knows what he, like I said, he knows what he's doing. But it's now set this dangerous precedent that in <laughs> comic clubs or uh, comedy clubs it's all right for, for someone to just come in and just smack someone or mm -hmm. tackle someone or rugby tackle someone uh who they don't like the joke of or who, who sorry who said <laughs> sorry i can't speak today apologies did you see the yeah, recent video just go around. <laughs> this is funny i didn't sorry, see this mate. angle of course tmz has it shout out tmz yeah, though because they do actually better news reporting and video reporting than m almost all corporate media. They s properly source it. They go interview the person. They have exclusive videos all the time like this. They pay for it. And yeah. uh, shout out TMZ. I'm sh I don't care for their celebrity stuff also. This might fall under, but they do better reporting than CBC. I'll tell you that. They're more fair than them. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like I said, like I was trying to get out. Um, you can't, you can't just go around rugby tackling people, and you can't be going around smacking people, especially comedians um, who just tell jokes on stage. So, yeah, that's that's my opinion on it. Take it as you will. What do you think, um, Mr. Chapados? I think you sound like the scene in Terminator 2 where he's trying, the kid's trying to convince Arnold 
that he can't go around killing people. You can't just go around killing people. Why? <laughs> because you can't. Why? And that's basically what's happened. <laughs> that's basically what we have to tell people now. You can't just go around on yeah. stage slapping people. I, I see Olivia searching mm -hmm. for that, or she should be. Terminator 2, you can't. <laughs> she is. You can't go around killing people. Um, this just, but with <laughs> this, somebody needs to meme this right now. Where's producer Mocha or producer Efron to make a meme? Um, you can't just go around slapping people on Will Smith. Why? See, there you go. Why? That's, that's you can't. But they're but they're offensive. Their jokes are offensive. Well, you can't go around yeah. tackling people, etc. I think that this is again, like you say, somebody probably it's either a completely crazy person to to do this. You're crazy in some degree, but I think is either it has to be the completely crazy person who, for some reason, purchased a close <laughs> close ticket to the stage and decided to do this, or it's somebody who's really offended by his jokes. Probably the trans stuff, if I have to be completely honest. And they said, you know what? I've had enough. Um, I'm crazy, and I'm going to go try to put a stop to this. And if they had been successful in any way, there would have been people who would be like, you know what, this is what Dave Chappelle deserves. They'd have a rainbow-colored fist on their profile, and they say, this is what Dave Chappelle deserves. Um, punch a Nazi, transphobes get hit, or something like that. And uh, this would have been celebrated by a small sect of people, just like people celebrated Will Smith. Um you know, saying mm -hmm. it's great that he's standing up for the black family unit. Well, you know what? I stand with Dave Chappelle. Hashtag, I stand with Dave. Um, believe all Daves also. Um, believe all Daves. <laughs> I mentioned the amazing education and acumen of the NDP party. We have another article regarding them from uh, the Post Video Stealers. Um, and I know we're promoting them and I'm denigrating them at the same time, but... <laughs> NDP leader, um, which of course is Jagmeet. Again, NDP loves keeping people around who fail their leadership and lose seats. It doesn't make any sense to me. NDP leader says 16-year-olds should be able to vote because of climate change, which of course translates oh, to what, Lewis? Why would they suggest that 16-year-olds should be able to vote? Because most of them are climate activists now. We've seen it. Um, by the way, fun fact, and it's coming out in my new report that should be out today. Um, Scotland and Wales um, actually allowed the 16-year-olds the to vote oh, that's um, great. over there. And uh, that's that happened a few years ago. So they actually can vote in this local election starting tomorrow. Why is it that small countries that are generally attached to larger countries like New Zealand, like Wales, why is it that they're, they fly under the radar of being so moronically Progressive. run? It's like, it's yeah. There it is. And that's my exact source. Um, yeah, Very good. Scottish and Welsh, 16 and 17 year olds can vote while their peers across the border are still disenfranchised. They're they make disenfranchised. it sound like a bad thing. <laughs> well, imagine, I'm so disenfranchised. Imagine being so proud that 16 year olds agree. My, my opinions are so great and my policy suggestions are so great uh, that 16 year olds agree with them. People who can't vote, uh, I was about to say can't vote. People who can't drive in many countries, people who can't drink or join the military. Those are the people whose approval I want. You know, Yeah. when I seek approval for my ideas, I call up my nephews and nieces and I say, you know what, guys, is this a good <laughs> political opinion to have? Uh, I mean, it might not be fair. My brother's kids are geniuses. Uh, they speak like three languages and play a bunch of instruments. But the having, excluding them, 
I would not care <laughs> to consult a 16-year-old on anything other than which games to buy and play. I um, think. What, yeah. What do, you, what do you think of this? What do you think of this, Andrew? Right. 25 the minimum I, that's vote. i've been saying this for a few years um 25 but I, I would I've been, say i would say 22 because once you're an adult you need a few years to you know screw around figure out what you're doing who you are sure go to the bar sure. maybe travel a little yeah. bit finish school if you should yeah. so choose to do that most university programs are yeah but i know some pretty t smart 23 year olds i would say or 24 year olds honest it Harness it, guys, right, and girls. Just ha just harness that. Wait till you're 25. Just hold off all voting. Right? This is until then. I, then this is in. a bit better idea than your women shouldn't vote idea um, that you've been writing <laughs> about a lot lately. That. It's fine. That it's fine though. Um, I just want to I, I just want to take a few minutes to acknowledge that along with Lewis's appearances on Downton Abbey, he's also been in uh, and another one in the background of East Enders. If you guys are familiar with the third East season Enders. of East Enders, Lewis is also in the background there. That was before Downton Coronation Abbey. Coronation Street. Uh, it's actually Corey Street. You haven't been on that, but EastEnders, he was a background actor on that before Downton Abbey. No, so I believe it's season two of EastEnders. If you want to go, you can probably search the IMDb uh, cast members, and he's in there as well. Just want to—he's shy. He's a little bit uh, reserved when it comes to you know blowing up his own spot. But I want to get Lewis as much uh, the attention that he deserves. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. And, and Andrew has starred in. Andrew Says. That's true. <laughs> For several years, I've had a YouTube channel called Andrew Says. Um, so good research there, Lewis. Get your crack team <laughs> on that over tea and crumpets. Let's let's Thanks. look into the, Let's do a deep dive into this Andrew fella and see what he's been up to. He was on EastEnders and Cory Street. Oh, gosh. Listen, anything you are, you that disgust me. <laughs> anything that an old white woman in Canada would watch, you're on it, okay? <laughs> anything that's on the Netflix English movies tab, you're on it. Uh, you're probably being included in the uh, what's that Avengers remake with Sean Connery? Um, I don't even remember. They basically did the Avengers as a super British version. Um, we're gonna what? wait, producer. We can find that. I think. What? What's that I don't called? Know what this is. Sean she knows. It's not the actual wow. Avengers. That's a different one, I think. <laughs> Anyways, in it does have Sean Connery. So that is, yeah. I've never seen this. I don't even know what this film is. So before the Avengers was like this big blockbuster movie <laughs> with superheroes, there was basically a Britishized version of what the Avengers are. And they're just all classy people with great skills. And Sean Connery's probably better. Sean probably Connery better. is great in the movie The Rock, I believe, with um, uh, Nicolas Cage. And he gets in, uh, they have to break into that prison. I need a haircut and the feel of a new shoe. Um, it's not too bad. Thank it's you. Bad. Thank you, Lewis Brackpool of Rebel News UK. East Enders. East S Club 7. East Enders. You tried like, out for S Club 7, like didn't two. you? Yeah, yeah, I've done that as well. Yeah, yeah, I know the Queen as well, mate. Um, I know oh, everyone. Let's not go too far, Lewis. Borough, every, every district, every council, estate, everything. Canterbury, all that stuff. Absolutely Canterbury. everything. In yeah, I'm not even sure if that's a thing. Um, no. 
Let's go ahead and get to the topics under gender and racism that producer Olivia's uh, properly outlined for us. We went through the Norfolk Police, um, the National mm -hmm. Post, which is another one of Canada's lovely government-run news organizations under Post Media. So basically, you know, one person writes something, we can send it over 30 things because we don't want to, you know, spend our government money. We want to hoard it all and pay the same five guys who've been running it for 20 years. Um, mass shootings were caused by masculinity, says a report commissioned by the Nova oh. Scotia Inquiry. And we know... Yes. Um, we know how tightly wrong things are in Nova Scotia, um, but uh, they had a mass shooting, which somebody I'm related to was involved in, so I'm not uh, saying, I'm not trying to make light of that. Uh, mass shootings caused by masculinity, I don't know why that's funny, Lewis Brackpool, email him at lewis at rebelnews.com, says report commissioned by Nova Scotia Inquiry. Uh, the paper makes few mentions of the April 2020 massacre in which a 51-year-old man driving a replica police car murdered 22 people. Um, this is from Tristan Hopper. Um, now let's scroll down and read a bit more, shall we? Amid criticisms that Nova Scotia's Mass Casualty Commission, which is an odd commission to have, <coughs> has been far too... What? You're British, Lewis. Reticent? Who's going to make fun of me for not pronouncing this pro properly? Reticent. To criticize police actions amidst Canada's deadliest mass shooting, this week the inquiry took a different focus, the role of masculinity, in quotes, of course. Of course. But again, Lewis, yes. what is a man? What is a man? Are you I sure this wasn't know. women? Just a clump of cells. Trans. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't trans women being too masculine? Bring it back up, please. Sorry. I know, Olivia, we're hard to deal with. <laughs> Our research suggests that mass shootings are a gendered issue. But what is a gender, Lewis? I don't understand. This is how Just people need to combat cells, this bro. stuff. This is what people need to do to combat this stuff. They're so stupid with their, it, it's, a mask, it's a men's issue. Then you say, but what is a man? And if they dare to define it, which they won't, then you've already won. They fundamentally have to do with the relationship between men, masculinity, and guns. Guns and Jesus. Mass shootings and masculinity drafted by two university California sociologists, of course. Uh, of course. Which is why we're... we're... So we're using two Californian sociologists in Cal, uh, uh, to <laughs> explain a mass shooting in Nova Scotia, Canada. They told the commissioners that mass shootings are inherently enactments of masculinity. See, the problem here is not that the person made the report because they're psychos. The problem is not that um, <laughs> Nova Scotia's consulting them because who knows why. It's the person who said, no. let's use these two people from California who came up with this report in our report. That's the person who needs to be blamed and named and shamed because they're the person, just like the person at City Hall in wherever that says, we need to bring on a racial equity advisor and uh, and and make these jobs. That's the person you want to blame because they're using this as a way to get their own power and get clout by saying, hey, I have a job that you can do that you're going to get paid however much money for. That's the person we have to go after here, not the person who says, uh, writes the article about it, even though I would say that's amplifying it in some way. But the person who says, we need to create this role for such stupidity is the person we need to go after. Lewis, you're, um, some say are masculine. How do you feel about this? <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I'd just like to point out that from someone who has studied uh, sociology back in school, it's not a real subject. <laughs> it's a ridiculous <laughs> one. So just to put that out there, um, yes. What what is masculinity? Um, that it's is whatever that you is want it to question. be. I think. Is it? Oh, so 
everything then is the cause. That's right. That's how you get <laughs> so there them. There you go. If pe- and Case since comes. we're above the narrative here, as we say on Rebel News with Lewis and Andrew, we're above the narrative. So yes, there can be something to be said about you know not stooping to their level, and and I would say that in ninety five percent of the cases, just be yep. better than them. But in a case yep. where somebody is using you know masculinity is the reason, all you have to do is say define masculinity. What's masculine? Well, exactly. And if they exactly. say the real answer, then there's no problems here. Then you can actually take it on in, into a, in, in an intellectual manner. But they're not going to have a definition for masculinity because then that would have to include men. And if they do that, then they're saying it can include women who become men. And, you know, they trip over their own shoelaces. Why, Lewis? Because they're not that smart. What, what we've gone is complacency has allowed stupid people to take power and give each other jobs in a place that would otherwise be completely too complicated for them. When you can boil everything down to race, sex, gender, skin color, then anybody can just say anything and then they can walk into these jobs. So serious matter there with mass shootings that we're not going to solve anything uh, with uh, saying it's it's a male problem. Um, but the Apple, Apple staff wanting to return to the office and it being racist is a story I think we can all sink our teeth into. And this is from Western Standard. Um, they do some good work over there. I'm not that familiar with them. Don't tell them I said that. Apple, everything is racist. Apple staff say return to office request is racist. I'd like to know <laughs> why. Behind a paywall, Western Standard. Uh, Olivia's going to illegally circumvent that in the most legal <laughs> way possible. Um, because, you know, um, we've paid for their... <laughs> their license there and we're actually just going to pay f- what what Olivia is doing right now is buying a subscription right now and uh, we're going to bring that up but Lewis we've also seen that uh, some places are saying that they're giving uh, employees an ultimatum whether they can return to the office or they can uh, take a 20% pay cut now that's interesting to me now of course most of these people are saying they don't want to t- return to the office either because they're afraid or they're just lazy. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, Canadian guy, um, won't come on my show, um, says that he doesn't mind the fact that people will work from home now. Why? Because you save on so many things in your infrastructure. Maybe you don't have to okay. refill a water cooler. Maybe you don't have to have as big of office space. So he's all for people working remotely from home. Of course, in certain jobs like accounting or maybe you're doing some other stuff that you can do from home. But he supports it. Kevin O'Leary says money companies can save a ton of money from remote working. And let's just go down to see um, some of the points he actually says here. This is, of course, from I think a year ago. Told the CNBC, uh, showing the remote remote working is good for employees and a business's bottom line. Productivity is significantly higher when you give people what they want. So he's saying that people actually do better work at home. I don't know why, but maybe they're taking care of an aged parent. Maybe they're raising kids. Maybe they don't want to continue. Whatever the reason is, the productivity has gone up. So Kevin O'Leary is showing actual factual, you know, evidence here for his company at least, that productivity has gone up because people are doing more stuff that they want. 20% of employees, um, the right to work from home perpetually, he singled out areas such as um, compliance, accounting, and logistics. See, that makes sense for people. And it's not as stressful, you don't have to commute, you probably save money on gas, and again, Lewis gasoline is something we put in automobiles in order to drive places here. 
I know oh, you're... yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, very okay. good. And um, I'm guessing for some places it works really well. But, you know, you can't be a welder and work from home. You can't be a lawyer and work from home, in my opinion. I think you have to go in and, and uh, go actually into the into the courtroom or else you can have you know your notes all around you while you do stuff it's my problem with parliament because um they they zoom in and they can just have their pre-written statements next to them on the screen they can have a person behind the camera telling them what to, what to say not what to say not only like that portion of it but for some jobs i think it it makes sense but i don't agree with the i'm afraid to go into work you know it's too dangerous guy at the gas station pumping gas with his mask on it's the air is toxic <clears throat> out here so what's your take lewis um you work from home but you still go out in the field just like a lot of yeah. reporters do of course it's hard for you mm -hmm. to uh type on the sub on the uh you guys don't have a subway, subway. do you subway yeah tube <laughs> tube if you're in the tube in the center of london okay. um yeah. what what do i think i think this narrative now of work from home has been seen, uh, well, it's been coming up quite a lot ever since the uh, the pandemic hit. Now, I don't know how spicy we can go um, onto this topic, but all I'm going to say is it's all in the blueprint of this reset, uh, as we like to talk about and as we've been uh, we've been exploring, um, because working from home, in their view, um, is. <clears throat> A good way to, of course, help the climate. That's the one one. That's the big one anyway. Uh, and, of course, it's a way to um, disconnect you from your employer and disconnect you from actually socially interacting mm -hmm. with people as well. And that is a big thing. Um, and I think for years this has been spiraling into this work-from-home attitude. I believe Google even said, yeah, why not just sleep at work? <laughs> this was <laughs> back true. in like... 2013 i think that was well they have you could find that. they have um, places to live at these tech companies in silicon valley yeah. uh vince vaughn a... and owen wilson made a whole sponsored google movie where you can see their whole campus as they call it yeah yeah so th this has been in motion for like a long time and you know it's not some weird conspiracy of course not <laughs> because they're openly saying it but yeah the the narrative now is yeah do work from home don't get a car you know, don't um, if you have to go out, use public transport, use uh, bicycles, you know, because of the climate and it's going to help you out and it helps us out. <laughs> I well, mean, the fact that they're, they're molding in, I mean, especially with Google molding in work and actually just your life in general. Yeah, just just sleep at work seven days a week, you know, and it, you can even eat here as well. Have breakfast, lunch, dinner. You don't even need to go home and see your families anymore. Maybe you can see them for Christmas and well, birthdays. But other than that, work <laughs> here, stay here, sleep here, eat here. That's it. <laughs> I think people being Scary. at home does benefit at large the powers that be and that's because you're you you could still shop while you're at home you can still consume netflix while you're at home you can still do the mm -hmm. things that benefit them you're still consuming their propaganda at home unless you disagree yep. with them of course you're also but in the climate change argument you're using much more energy at home than you would yep. i feel like being in an office where everything is shared um mm. at home you're opening that fridge a bunch of times letting electricity out. you have your air conditioning on heat. all day long yeah. your heat on all day long um if you're lewis you're watching downton abbey reruns all day long um which is you know tvs take a lot of energy so obviously that argument's falsified a little bit they're just focusing on hey people think that you're not driving as much everything's better but i of course yeah would contend that 
And that's what Lewis Brackpool does. He contends that in his series about the Great Reset, which you will not want to miss. Before we get to, I think, our last story about Little House on the Prairie, which you were not in, um, do we have any paid chats to get to for Lewis Brackpool and I? Uh, Trini Canadian says, Roe v. Wade has sparked the debate again, and for the good, what do you boys think the chances are that our conservative leaders will ban abortion here in Canada and the UK? I'll go first, uh, Lewis. Off to you. This <laughs> I'll go second. Let's meet in the middle here. Let's get our hands to kiss. Bit... Yeah, there you go. There Your you hand go. looks bigger than mine. I got to go closer to the camera. Zero well, percent chance. Even yeah. when... For example, even when Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens went to the UK, they were just like, we're not going to tackle abortion because it's a subtle issue here. In Canada, you're yeah. not going to see the most controversial thing that somebody's doing right now is saying they're going to ban CBC or defund CBC News. So I probably I don't even believe he's going to do that if he wins. So zero percent chance. Agreed. We are about 20 years yeah. away in Canada from getting a debate or sorry, uh, a debate and legislation <clears throat> on abortion because there's so many. We we were battling free speech arguments. We're battling gun laws would come before that. Um, so many things would have to come before that just in the sense that people aren't ready for that. If a conservative leader came out and said, oh, abortion bad, um, then two thirds of the country would say fascist, racist, sexist. Yeah. What is yeah, a woman? But uh, so I would say zero percent chance. <clears throat> and to add, uh, in the UK, doctors um, are legally allowed to go and pump hormones into children. So you know, there's there's a lot of debate going on in regards with that. So that's kind of the main focus. Um, and you know, as as Andrew said, uh, if if a if a leader actually got up, if Boris Johnson went up and said, right, I'm pro-life, uh, that just wouldn't happen. It just, A, it wouldn't happen because, you know, he's already done damage to his to his uh, image as it is. Um, <clears throat> and just majority of people here, I think, are, are pro-choice. So it's just not going to happen. This, this debate happened years and years ago in, in the UK. Um, I think Northern Ireland only recently, um, I think in the last five or ten years, um, banned... Um, Sorry, uh, uh, sorry. What am I trying to say? Not banned abortions. The other way around. Uh, legalized abortions. Sorry, a brain fog there. Um, so you know the the chances of that being repealed or to be debated on uh, in terms of a, a scrap of legislation or a change. No, zero chance. It's just not going to happen here. So you know th there are other things that we um, um, that we focus on other than that because the public just aren't ready to to talk about that again. What do you call a person from Northern Ireland? Ooh, spicy, that one. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is there just like British. a regular term? Just There's a Brit, a Scot. Northern Irish? That's yeah, stupid. But, uh, yeah, I... I, I <laughs> there's a big divide and debate on that one. Um, <laughs> obviously, I, I, I'm going to actually refrain from not commenting. I did just say British, to be fair. So I've put my foot in it. Wow. But, um you yeah. heard that here first, breaking. Lewis supports the state of Northern Ireland. Any other ones there, Olivia? Andrew says gender bread. I mean, I'm pretty triggered by that. Yes. At least well it's done. $2, you well know? Well done. Love that it. was cruel. Let's start doing the intro then. Sorry. Go ahead, Lewis. King7734. This is vulgar. My favorite reb holes. <laughs> Lewis Brackpool, LB, pound. 
uh, Andrew A. We have pound, <laughs> pound hole, and A. <laughs> These are our fans, Lewis. I love it. Cool. Basically, pound just hole, which is brilliant. But what's a pound hole? This is vulgar. It is vulgar. Super chat it's us again or next week funny. and tell us what a pound hole is. Uh, sounds like a whack-a-mole thing. Cheryl Don V says, hopefully something much more PG, everybody at home. No, I don't care what you say. A uh, woman gets an IUD, costs $340 out of pocket, but getting pregnant and giving birth is free. How many people can't afford birth control in Canada? Well, for the most part, it's covered. I, I didn't know that an IUD costs that much. But in the United States... They've made it so a lot of health insurance covers it. That was a big uh, debate. So some progressive companies did that. But also with the open market, which, of course, is still crooked in the United States and expensive on many things. From what I understand, birth control is like 10 to 20 bucks a month in the U.S., depending on where you are. So there is no excuse. And as you get older and as you research the actual reasons people get abortions, it's well over 90 percent just out of convenience. You can actually go and read those studies. Uh, there's no there's no dire need for abortions in the United States, just as there isn't in, in Canada. It's young women who just don't want to, and, and men who supporting this choice, and of course, and encouraging it in many cases. It, they just can't be bothered. What's the point? We all know the graphic nature of sex. Uh, we were taught it in school, hopefully not in grade one like they want to do in the U.S. But um, True. And the U.K. Over 90%, it's just a convenience thing. Rape and incest, much less than 1%. I don't know. That's why people try to point to that as an argument. as well. Well, they still wouldn't agree with banning abortions if those provisions were still allowed, of rape, incest, mm. medical reasons, stuff like that. And then you say, well, would you be okay with banning all other types and other than those? And they still say no. So there's no reason why they should bring it up. But, um, yeah, any more chats here before we go down? And There we go. Even more. Go ahead, Lewis. Okay, Trina Canadian once again, thank you very much. Uh, will you folks ever do a live stream with the newest rebels like Jeremy or the guy from Texas forgot his name? Will I? Uh, no, because I only do them with Lewis. Will Rebel? Me, Probably. Me and... <laughs> but yeah, what? Me and, uh, <laughs> me and Andrew, unfortunately. We're exclusive? Have to stick together. We are exclusive and we have to stick together, yeah. unfortunately. Laughter in the back. Laugh it up, ladies. Up, They're calling us non-hetero <laughs> here. Pamela for freedom, $20. Thank you. <laughs> Love you guys. You both make me LOL and help me feel same, sane with, uh, within... Let me read it again since I'm going autistic here. Help, Love, uh, mate, let me, let me do it. Let me do it. That's right? fair. Let me, uh, let me do it in your I never head. learned to read. Love you guys. You <laughs> both make me LOL and help me feel sane within this insane world. Bless you both. No, thank you. Now, now I'm going to do it in your voice. 20 bucks as well. Oi, mates. I fucking love you guys. You both make me laugh out loud and help me feel sane within this insane world. Bless up both of you. Massive thanks. But thank you, Pamela. I we appreciate think... that. I don't think you'll get through in actor school, mate. Uh, if you came over here and you wanted to be in Downton Abbey, I'm not in Downton Abbey. Well, you should let, you <laughs> yeah. should give me your East in Andrew. that you have at these shows since you've been on them to help me get with your agent and uh, tell me who the casting director is, and then maybe we can both reappear on the show. 
Just to just to reconfirm though, in Downton Abbey season two, episodes five through seven, Lewis is one of the he's one of the he's shy. He's one of the kitchen helps. You know how they interchange those actors all the time. He's one of the kitchen uh, help staff, and you can see him very clearly in several episodes. His hair's dark. They wanted to be. He's got the red beard, so he kind of looks like the Irish people they have in there. And uh, go check that out. Any more producer Olivia? East Enders. Yankee Pollock of Rebel News. We did a live stream on Friday. Well, there you go. So go back, rebelnews.com slash live stream, and uh, you can uh, go watch live streams with uh, the new talent there from the United States. Yankee's also in Florida, if you didn't know. And he covered a Bitcoin mm. conference. Uh, his real name is Yakov, actually. I don't like nicknames, you know. I want full names, full legal names. All right, Yakov? That's how we're going to play it from now on. Yakov. <laughs> P. Pollock. I don't know his middle name. Um, we've run the gamut here, Lewis. I think we're out of time. Um, what was the last story? Cambridge defense trigger warning on Little House on the Prairie. Let's read the trigger warning. Why don't we? University trigger says warning. content notes help reduce risk of psychological distress. Well, Little House on the Prairie is pretty triggering if you live on <laughs> if you live on a non-prairie land. Um, where's the actual trigger warning? Can we find that? Wow. You, that many family members, you don't upgrade your house, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see if oh, we can find God. the actual trigger warning. Um, Cambridge, Cambridge University, I'm guessing. So many it's English shame, references. Really. The it's advice states, there is no reason that providing content notes or any other reasonable adjustment for disabled students should limit the content that can be presented or discussed in the classroom. Will they actually tell us what it actually said? Or is this the type of article where it's like, we don't want to tell you what it says because then they, you'd call it stupid. It doesn't even say. Throw my pen at the camera, Lewis Brackpool. It's time to go. Anything else to say before we go? No, not at all. Just uh, stay safe in you're this just an mental world. You're just world an empty void out there, aren't you? I am. I am. I'm lonely. I almost called you English <laughs> there. Aren't you English? Uh, English. Rebelnews.com. Rebel, Rebel, Rebel. 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 Or rebelnews.co.uk. I don't even know anymore. Um, Rebelnews.com slash live stream is where you can get the daily feed. We're on Rumble. We're on Super U. We're on Odyssey. We're on Getter and YouTube. Thank you for everyone who joined on every single platform. Thank you for watching our clips on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow us on there. Um, Things are blowing up on those social media pages every day. We grow, even with the shadow band algorithms, especially on Instagram, where they really try to crush us. Too bad we're better than CBC and National Post and all of them. We thank you for super chatting with us, rumble rants, hyper chats, and everything. Super you shout. Um, we're growing every week, Lewis Brackpool. You love us. Yeah. You mostly hate us, but you will love us again. Uh, play us out, producer Olivia. This song goes out to my sister, whose name is Eileen. Catch you guys next week. <laughs> Dexy's Midnight Runners. This is basically Lewis's like family Christmas every year. Basically. I used uh, to listen to this as a child. All the there's time. so many violinists. This one's rocking no, hard. Great. Look at her sideburns. Is that a dude or a woman? <laughs> the outfits are wild. Oh my god. That's a guy, I think. Yeah, he's a guy. Poor old Johnny Ryan. Poor old Johnny Ryan. Sun and sun upon.